gorgeous how are you ladies doing this morning i hope you're all healthy happy and safe to all of my new listeners welcome and to all of my returning listeners welcome back i am your host dr michelle and you're listening to a feminine impression In today's segment, we're going to explore three feminine habits that I urge you to develop today. These are habits that will change your life. So go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. The first feminine habit to develop is a curated skincare and body care routine. Now, when I say curated, I mean, really design it for yourself based on your unique needs and make sure that you're giving care to everything. I want you to really think about this. How much time do you spend in the bathroom every day? Is it five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes? I guarantee you it's not enough time and your body requires time and attention. As a woman, your body is literally a source of life. You carry children in your body. And whether or not you have children or want children, your body is a temple because God lives there. You need to take care of your body, both inside and out, and understand that it's not a costume that you're wearing. Okay, it is literally you. And you need your body for your entire life. It's not something that you get a spare of. Okay, so you have to take care of it more than you're taking care of anything else in your life because it is you. This is what I invite you to do. Take time every single day and just stare at yourself when you're in the bathroom. Before you take your shower, just look in the mirror, stand there for about two minutes. You can even set a timer if you want and just stare at yourself in the mirror. I know some of you probably feel nervous just even thinking about doing that. And I want you to ask yourself why. Why are you running away from yourself? Why does the thought of you staring at yourself in your flesh for two minutes bother you? You're running away from yourself. You know, clothes are made to cover your body. They're made to protect your body. But clothes are not you. Clothes are not your actual body, your actual skin. We cover ourselves with it. So I want you to get back to you. Take a look at your body and your skin and appreciate it. And just check in with it. Check in with yourself. Check in with your skin and look at it. Curate a routine based on its needs when you're looking at it, which will change. Sometimes your skin's going to be dry. Sometimes you're going to have acne. Sometimes it's going to be super oily. So different times of the year and different seasons in your life, you're going to notice that your skin's going to change. But if you're not checking in with it, then you're not going to notice when you're starting to get moles popping up or sunspots or hyperpigmentation issues. So as you are checking in, you're building a routine for yourself. You're making sure that you have an exfoliator whether it's a chemical exfoliator to get rid of your dead skin cells or a physical exfoliator. You have one of them in your lineup. You have an acne product for when you have a breakout or when you're menstruating and your skin is acting different. You may want an eye cream if you have bags under your eyes or if under your eyes are a different color because maybe you don't sleep enough. I know some people go as far as having skincare products for maybe their eyelashes because they want their eyelashes to grow naturally longer and fuller and thicker. 
So in their lineup, they'll have an eyelash serum and an eyebrow serum if they're trying to thicken their eyebrows. Depending on your unique needs for your skin, you can curate products for your skincare needs. Now, a typical skincare routine lineup for maybe the average person would consist of having a cleanser, an exfoliator, a toner, and a cream. And some people will add in an oil or a serum, but those are extra. Some people don't even need all of these things. Maybe they'll just use black soap and a really good cream. And that may be all they need. So it depends on your skin, but that's why you're checking in with your skin and determining what it needs. And the same thing goes for your body. What does your body need? Just like your face, it also does need to be exfoliated. You can do that in many ways depending on your skin. But if you have very, very sensitive skin, then you may you know, only be able to shave. And that's the closest thing you're going to ever get to an exfoliation because your skin just cannot handle it. For those of you who are kind of new to exfoliating, maybe you want to start off by using like an exfoliating bath cloth or exfoliating gloves. I don't necessarily think shower loofahs are effective in terms of exfoliation, like the ones that you pick up at the stores, those big round ones. Those typically are just kind of like coating your skin with soap, but they're not getting to the nitty gritty because they're just not coarse enough. So that's why I recommend having an exfoliating cloth. Like in Korean skincare, they have these like long netted cloths and I don't think that they have a proper name per se, but it's basically an exfoliating wash. Cloth, but you can also use again exfoliating gloves or you can also use a dry brush which is very effective for exfoliating your skin dry brushing is excellent for clearing cellulite helping you with kp it helps with your lymphatic system it increases circulation it helps in terms of razor bumps. If you're someone who has a hard time getting rid of razor bumps on your bikini line, if you dry brush, it will definitely take care of that. If you have dark knees or dark elbows or dark armpits, dry brushing is effective for getting rid of all of those skin concerns. What it looks like is a coarse brush with a very long handle, like a wooden handle. And some brushes are shaped in a circle and you just kind of slide your hand through it so it can be easier to rub circular parts of your body. So what you would do is before your shower, allow yourself about five to 10 minutes and brush your skin with the dry brush. So the brush is dry. There's no water on it. There's no soap on it. You are brushing your bare skin with the brush. Now it can be quite harsh initially. It can actually feel like it's scratching your skin. So again, this is something that I recommend you do some research on, watch some videos, talk to your esthetician and see if it's for you because, you know, I don't want you tearing or ruining your skin. But if it is something that you decide to do, you'll notice that your skin will feel literally like baby skin. It will make your skin feel so soft. You won't know what to do with yourself. Now, in terms of showering, as a lady, I recommend that you shower twice per day, two showers per day or one shower in a bath, but two times where you're getting into the bathtub. Now hearing this, I know that some of you may believe that it's excessive to take 
two showers, but it really isn't. And every shower and bath isn't the same. Ladies, showering at the beginning of your day allows you to be fresh. It takes off any sweat that you may have had. If it was like a hot night or maybe you and your partner had a long night, I'm sure you'd want to wash off, right? And especially if you're menstruating. As women, we menstruate. And so you definitely want to make sure that you are cleaning yourself before you put on new clothes and start your day. That's what causes you to have odor. And that's what causes you to have health issues down there if you're not cleaning yourself appropriately. So if you are menstruating, that's definitely a must that you are taking two showers per day. Now, say you shower in the morning and then you go through your day and during your day you exercise, which I definitely recommend that you exercise at some point during your day. And so if you're exercising, you're sweating, okay, your body is getting dirty, you're going to want to take a shower before you go to bed. Don't just go to bed if you're tired and you've worked out. You need to rinse yourself off before getting back into those sheets because you're also going to make your bed dirty, by bringing all of the dirt and the sweat from your day into your bed. And ladies, don't feel bad if you haven't been doing this because you didn't know or you didn't realize the reasons behind it. Just begin practicing it now. You know, we didn't all have models as children to show us what to do. And some of us had models, but they weren't parenting. They weren't showing us, okay, this is what you need to do. Make sure that you do it. And this is the reason why. And some of us ladies didn't grow up in a home where we even had parents. Maybe you lived in a group home or you lived in an orphanage or somewhere where you didn't have adults really teaching you what to do. And there's also a lot of unique circumstances that people are under. For example, growing up in a single parent home. My mom had to be very conservative when we were really little in terms of resources. So we weren't allowed to take two showers a day as very little kids because, you know, we're wasting water. <laughs> so if I would have adopted that practice into adulthood thinking that that was a norm, then I wouldn't know, right? But that was a circumstantial issue. So don't feel bad if you didn't know or if you hadn't been doing this from childhood. It's okay. Just start doing it now. And similarly, if you grew up in an environment where taking a shower was more of a chore versus a luxurious experience, then the way that you see taking a shower is also going to be different than someone else. So it's important to know that you make everything whatever it is that you want it to be. So you create your reality. You curate and create a routine for yourself. You can have different products for different moods. You can light candles in the bathroom and play soft music. You can have roses in the bathroom and smell them before you hop into the bathtub. You can create your own experiences based on what you like and what you want to do. Even if you don't have full control over your environment, you can still have control over the products that you choose. So choose different products for different moods. Maybe have a foamy cleanser for when you want to feel foamed up and smell good like strawberries. Maybe have an oil cleanser for days that you don't want to use like a harsh soap and you just want to feel very moisturized in the shower. Use a bath bomb sometimes just to sit in there and smell nice or maybe bath salts or roses. Some people put fresh flowers into their bath and have a flower bath. It's so good for your spirit, ladies, for you to actually take some time and just sit there and sit in stillness and relax. And when you have the warmth from the water touching your body while you're doing it, you just allow your body to get into a relaxed mode and you can really decompress. It helps your organs and it helps your mind. So don't underestimate this bath time. And the 
best part about taking a shower is once you're done. And that's when the fun really begins because that's when you can use your oils and your lotions and your serums all over your body. Taking a shower, especially after you exfoliate, leaves your skin feeling so stripped. And so it's important that when you get out, that you're moisturizing your skin. Me personally, I like using oils and lotions on like slightly damp skin. My skin can't be wet, but like after the shower, when you step out, kind of pat dry your skin don't let it be fully dry and then add your lotions or your oils and the moisture from the water kind of seeps in to the product and allows your skin to be a lot more moisturized using shea butter and cocoa butter on damp skin is also really really nice if you've never done it before but you should not be getting out of the shower and just putting on your clothes ladies with no lotion on your skin that is absolutely unacceptable you need to put lotion all over your skin. Go all the way down to your ankles and between your toes. Don't give special treatment to only certain parts of your body. That's not fair. Every part of your body deserves love and attention, even the parts that people don't see. And girl, if you really want to make it fun, then compliment yourself while you're doing it. Especially if all of this is new for you and you're not really used to loving yourself and looking at yourself and appreciating yourself, if it's kind of like uncomfortable still, then start talking to yourself while you're doing it. You're going to see how much of a difference it makes. So while you're putting lotion on yourself, say things to yourself like, Ooh, yes, let me lotion these lovely arms. Let's put some oil on these gorgeous long legs. Let's put a little bit of serum on this big old belly. Yes. And whenever you compliment a body part, make sure you're adding an adjective to it. So don't just say, I'm going to put some lotion on my legs. No, say, let's lotion up these beautiful long legs. Let's add some oil on these thick, strong calves. Give yourself detailed compliments. Detailed. This will help you be mindful of what you're doing while you're doing it, which is nice because you're in the moment. You're focused and you're paying attention. And it also allows you to just open up the door to adoring your precious body. So make sure that you're talking to yourself as you are doing it and you're really specific with the compliments that you're giving to yourself. Now, in addition to all of the oiling and lotioning up, make sure that other parts of your body are always clean, like your hair. Okay, clean your hair, clean your nails, behind your ears, inside of your ears, and your belly button. And make sure you're exfoliating your lips daily, especially if you wear lipstick, especially if you wear matte lipsticks. A lot of times it's still sticking to your lips and you need to make sure that all of the dead skin is coming off. If you smoke or maybe you were like a heavy smoker and you want to lighten your lips, you're going to have to do this every single day. And it's not to say you have to go buy products for all these parts of your body. You can brush your lips with your toothbrush or you can actually make a sugar scrub from home with real sugar and lemon. You can go Google it and make your own sugar scrub. So you don't have to go spend a lot of money doing all this stuff. This is basic at-home self-care. But make sure you're paying attention to everything. Okay, these are all places that we tend to look over, but they need to be clean. Your body as a lady should always smell nice. And that includes your hair. So make sure that you're washing your hair. Now, depending on your hair texture, that'll determine how often you're washing it. Maybe you're washing it every day. Maybe you're washing it once a week, every other week. But even if it's in a protective style, like braids or twists, 
your hair should always be washed. So having braids is not an excuse not to have it clean. Your hair and your hands and your breath should not smell like smoke. Okay, make sure you're wearing deodorant. Make sure you're addressing all parts of your body. And if you'd rather someone else do some of these things for you in terms of your curated care, then add that to your routine as well. Visit a spa and receive full body treatments. It's nice to have someone else pamper you and take care of you sometimes, especially for some of the more heavy duty maintenance. Or say sometimes you just don't want to be bothered with certain things, like maybe you want to do a sugar scrub, but you don't want to do it in your bathroom because you don't want to have to clean up after that. And maybe your husband's going to hop in the shower and start complaining that there's sugar everywhere. I mean, maybe you want to avoid all of that drama. And you can. If you want to, you can dedicate funds to having someone else care for your body when it comes to some of the more heavy duty stuff. Going to the spa and having someone else do a treatment for you does not have to be a luxury. Okay, it can be something that you build into your budget and it just becomes part of your maintenance and your self-care routine. So either way, whether you're doing it or someone else is doing it, your body receives the same care and that's all that matters. Lastly, write down your routine. Write down what you're going to do. Two times a week, you're going to do your exfoliation. So write down Tuesday, Thursday, exfoliation. Monday, Wednesday, soak in the tub. Write down your routine so that you don't forget. And make sure that you're sticking with it. Okay, remember, as a lady, you are not a man. So if you're hanging out with your husband all the time, hanging out with your boyfriend all the time, and you guys are going places, maybe you're on vacation, maybe you don't see him taking a shower in the morning. Or maybe before bed, he kind of just hops in and... You think, okay, well, I guess I should just hop in too. No, it does not mean that you should just hop in too. You're not him. You're not a man. And not to say that he shouldn't take a shower, but what I'm saying is that you are different. You don't do things based on what he is doing. Your body parts are not the same. You are different. Don't fall into the habit of behaving like him because you guys are spending so much time together. Remember, love. You are responsible for showing your self-respect first before you expect anyone else to respect you. So really think about that and really reflect on how you are treating your precious temple. The next feminine habit that I urge you to develop now is emotional balance. I want you to really think about this. Do you believe that you are emotionally balanced as a woman? I know our society allows women a lot of emotional leeway in terms of expressing ourselves and behaving in a certain way. We don't have to uphold the same emotional restrictions as men do. But what is your emotional life like? When you look at your childhood through the lens of an adult, you may be able to recognize how and why you behave in a certain way. Our childhood and our upbringing truly does shape us emotionally in terms of our emotional resilience and our emotional expression. And although as women, we're given a lot of emotional leeway in society, like, you know, we can express ourselves, we can have outbursts, and they are generally accepted because we are women. However, what they don't tell you is that you're also being judged by this and you're expected to manage yourself or else you're gonna be left behind. Your outbursts can cost you your job, relationships, friendships, and opportunities. And in the same breath, our lack of emotional display, for those of us who kind of 
bury our feelings deep, deep down. Our hidden emotions can also cost us those very things. So what we need to seek is emotional balance. Now, depending on how you grew up, maybe your parents weren't the best models. Maybe they showed you their emotions in ways like rage and fighting and cursing and explosive anger. Whether or not it was directed at you, just the fact that you witnessed it, it sticks. Or maybe you didn't see it at all. Maybe your parents pretended like they didn't have emotions. Everything was always perfect. And they completely shielded you from allowing you to see them solve emotional problems. Or perhaps they prevented you from showing your feelings. Maybe you had very strict parents and very controlling parents and they didn't allow you to express your pain. Or maybe they didn't even allow you to disagree with them. You couldn't express yourself emotionally at all. And this causes damage. It causes damage because it confuses you and it makes you believe that your feelings were not real or that they don't matter. I know I experienced some of these things. And as I got older and more wise, I was able to pinpoint exactly how it was impacting me in terms of dealing with my friends, men, and dealing with my family. So what about you? What are your emotions like in terms of your friendships with other women? Are you able to express yourself to your girlfriends in terms of telling them how you feel about them? Or are you emotionally removed from women? You may be one of those people who has a very difficult time expressing to your close female friends that you love them. Even when you do love them, it just feels weird. It feels hard to get it out. Your feelings are so tucked away. They're so deep inside and you can't. And that does hurt. It hurts them and it hurts you. And I know this because at some point in my life, I wasn't able to do that until I had a revelation that I need to tell people how I feel about them because I would hate to leave this earth and a person have no idea how I truly felt about them. The thought of that outweighs my discomfort. So I forced myself to push through the weirdness and the awkwardness of it all. And I just say it before I end my phone calls. I will tell all of my girlfriends that I love them because I do. Now with men, it was a little different. Okay. After leaving my preteen and teenage boy crazy years that my parents literally ripped for me without teaching me how to properly navigate dating, I got really numb and completely emotionally removed from my feelings towards men. Although I was really friendly and I'm just a really kind of like happy childlike personality type, which is why I could always play the girlfriend role to perfection, they always knew that there was a real emotional distance there. And they couldn't kind of figure out why I didn't really seem like I cared about them, even though I was like seemingly caring about them. But the thing is, I dealt with them the way that they dealt with women in general, not necessarily the way that they dealt with me. They viewed us as objects and I viewed them as objects, entertainment. But it was confusing because I could play the part so well and make it seem like I cared so much and then just leave and literally not even remember their name or care. And I could tell it genuinely hurt them because most women don't act like that. Number one, it's very unusual which is probably why they were really upset because of their egos. But my intention was not to hurt anyone. You know, you don't get away with hurting people. There's no winning in that. So I had to find balance. I clearly remember when the shift happened for me. I was spending time with a close male friend who at the time did have romantic feelings towards me, but 
our lives never seemed to really match up. Just distance-wise and timing-wise, we were just never on the same page. And one day, he came into town to visit, and we spent the afternoon together just having fun like we always did. And during that afternoon, he had given me so much love and tenderness and undivided attention and affection that I had truly never received or experienced on that level. And when the evening ended, I felt completely empty. I had felt so enveloped in his affection because, like I said, most men are not very affectionate or willing to express it verbally and physically. So the combination of so much intensity was very unusual to me. And I literally felt like I was going to fall over the moment that he left. And I didn't like that feeling at all. Because like I said, we were not in a relationship. And I believe that he is naturally built that way as a man. To be very expressive and very loving and affectionate and just very in tune with women. And at the time, personally, I wanted to feel special. I want to know that the way you're behaving is just for me. But at the time, I just wanted to block out all of those feelings. But... I finally knew what it really felt like to have an emotional connection, what it was supposed to feel like, what it could feel like to have someone who truly is genuinely in tune. And that, it was frightening. I didn't like it. (laughs) So I kind of retreated. But you know, God is so great. And all of the time that I spent with God and just working on myself later on in life, he finally sent me someone I could work with and someone who I wasn't afraid to be open with because I knew by his actions, all of them, that he truly loved me. And I didn't have to guess. I was okay knowing that he was built this way as a man. It wasn't necessarily because of me. It's just who he is. But because of all the games I've been playing for all these years, it did take a leap of faith for me to really be able to display my emotions slowly because that is the only way that you can ever really experience true love and fulfillment you have to open yourself up otherwise you're only hurting yourself and this particular man who is my fiance now is someone i was just completely unwilling to play those kinds of games with i took things very slowly though god gave us lots of mental faculties with intuition being one of them and i had to rely a lot on my intuition and my relationship with god to determine whether or not i could really fully open up myself to him and as a woman you do have to guard your heart you must so it should always be little by little you don't want to be getting emotionally connected to every guy that you're involved with it's just not healthy and they don't deserve it and they can weaponize a lot of the things that you share or display with them and most importantly it's just not wise to give someone so much of yourself without knowing that they're committed to staying with you. So I began looking inward and really working on my ability to express how I feel and that became a problem because I expressed everything I was feeling and I realized that you know people cannot always handle emotional truths especially someone like myself who really does feel deep And not only that, I'm very raw and honest and expressive. And that can be a lot for people who are not used to being emotionally confronted. So I really did have to reel some of that in. And when I developed my relationship with God, he freed me. 
And in those moments, I realized that I was free to release. I was free to cry and just be who I am in God's presence. I don't do this in public, never in public. I doubt anyone in my personal life even knows that I cry every single day, but I do. I cry every single day (laughs) because crying is a release for me. And I spend so much time with God every single day. And you know that we as people, we're spirits in a body. Okay, so we get our true renewal by talking to God and spending time with God. That is how you get charged up because you're not just a physical person. You're a spiritual person. And God works with you by easing all of your pain. And that's what happened with me. And it feels so good when it happens. Even if I'm not in pain, we're just talking. It feels so good that it does bring me to tears. And your creator loves when you spend time with him. When I spend time with God, I'll read a devotional or scripture in the Bible or maybe a reading that's biblically based. And then after I'm done, I'll just say a prayer and I'll just thank him for things. Every day is going to be different. Some days I'll just thank him for waking me up and opening my eyes and letting me have eyes at work so that I can read and brain cells at work so I can understand. So sometimes it's just simple, just acknowledging and giving thanks because all of these things are blessings. And then, of course, I'll ask for things that I need to keep myself going and whatever else I want to get off of my chest. And I make sure I ask for forgiveness before I ask for things. And then I just sit in complete silence and I'll just breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. And I'll do it slowly and I'll just sit in complete silence. As I'm breathing, I'm releasing everything that I no longer need to hold on to. Things like pain and regrets and anger and jealousy and resentment. I let it all out. And then I just sit there and I cry. And that's when God speaks to me. And I'll start randomly having thoughts coming into my mind, thoughts that I know are not my own thoughts, and I'll listen to God's voice. And that's what guides me. And it honestly feels so good to be loved and accepted for who I am by the entity that created me. And that is how I became more emotionally balanced. In those moments, I was able to grow and it helped me to stop being so judgmental towards people I am probably the most open and loving person just by design. That's just how God designed me. But as I grew older, a lot of influences from like old friends and society and family caused me to develop a lot of negativity and it went completely against my true nature and I hated it and I never understood why I had this internal struggle all the time, feeling like I had to be someone different than who I am because who I am is just way too positive. So I had to get rid of those people. I had to get rid of all of them. And the ones I couldn't get rid of, I had to distance myself from them. And that is what led me to where I am today in terms of being balanced and learning how to have compassion. Because every single person, every single person is secretly battling things that you don't know about. They're battling it in their alone time. They're battling it all day long, and you don't know about it. 
So because I know all of the things that I've had to undo and battle, I choose to treat everyone delicately. So I've had to take time to learn how to express myself emotionally without being an emotional burden. And it helps me be true to myself because I know at that point that I've said everything I needed to say and I've given this person my emotional truth. It is up to them at that point to do whatever they want to do with that information. Now, emotional balance can be very challenging if you have any chemical imbalances in yourself, such as a mental disorder. You may have to allow a professional to help guide you to an emotional balance. It may even require that you explore meditation for a period just to assist you in the biological things that are happening in your brain that you just may not be able to conquer alone because of your genetics. And that's okay. That is a private matter that no one needs to know about. Just you, babe. You don't have to be afraid to seek that out. It's just a tool for you. It's a crutch for you to hop on until your mind heals and you can walk by yourself again. And if you've experienced any trauma, especially as a child, depending on how you're wired, you may require guidance from a professional. the final and most important life-changing feminine habit to develop is forgiving yourself daily. I recorded a video on my YouTube channel about a year ago about how to forgive yourself. If you haven't watched it, I suggest that you do. But since posting that video, I have received a numerous amount of messages and emails from women and men saying that it was very difficult for them to forgive themselves and that they're struggling. Now, I understand that forgiving yourself is not easy, especially if you feel that whatever you did impacted other people greatly. I understand, but it's necessary. The key is we need to forgive ourselves daily. Don't wait until you've done something and push it away so far in your mind to where it's haunting you. Every single day before you go to bed, Think about how your day went. Do like a real mental playback, like a movie. Go back through your day. Anything that you wish that you hadn't done or said, acknowledge it to yourself and forgive yourself for it. Really make a declaration that you're not going to repeat it ever again and try your very best not to. Our memories stay with us. So everything you do, you need to remember that this is something that you're going to have to remember. So be careful about every choice that you make. Just like anything else, the way that you go about forgiving yourself and starting that process is having that silent time with God. Asking for forgiveness and believing that you are forgiven. Because you are. And it's an insult to God and a chain on your own happiness when you don't. I don't care how bad whatever you did was. That is your perception. That's not how God sees it. God can use whatever bad thing you did and use it as a tool for someone else, as a lesson for someone else, even as a gift for someone else. That's not your job. And you're doing too much when you're trying to fix every single thing that you think you broke. You ask for forgiveness, forgive yourself, apologize to that person if you can, and do everything in your power 
to turn away from that behavior and add value if it's something that's very serious that you did, add value to empowering other people to learn the right thing to do. But it's not your job to fix the problem, to beg the person to forgive you, to think about it over and over again and punish yourself for something that you did. You have a creator and he is a restorer. If you hurt someone and you apologize about it and you turn away from it, it's over. It's over. It is now their issue and it's up to them and God to resolve it. I want you to think about it like this. Imagine you're driving your car down the street and you accidentally crash your car into someone's parked car in front of their house. It was an accident, but you damaged their car and you damaged yours too. So you go ahead and you apologize to the person and then you contact your insurance company whom you pay and they take over it, right? They handle all the damages from the person's car and restores everything that you destroyed. Without you being involved, they take care of it. This is your personal company that you've been working with that handles your problems. And they take care of that person's car. But yet you don't report your car being damaged. You don't reach out to them to fix your car. Instead, every single day for the rest of your life, you drive over to that person's house and you hand them cash and you tell them you're sorry every single day for years. After a while, they're gonna ask you, why are you coming over here every single day when my car is fixed? They've taken care of it. Why don't you use that money and fix your own car that's still broken? I'm good. And that's what it's like when you don't forgive yourself. It's not your job to fix what you broke. It's your job to connect with your creator and allow him to restore both you and the person that you hurt. Now, let's say in that example, the person's car you hit doesn't want to work with your insurance company. They want you to come over to their house and bring them cash. And although you've been paying your insurance for them to handle these issues, because you feel so bad, you're going over there and you're handing them money and they keep telling you that it's not enough. At that point, it's that person's issue. It's that person's issue with control because there's a system in place for them to be restored and they're ignoring it. That's not your job. You apologize once and you move on. If you decide not to forgive yourself, then you plan on having a life that you're going to be constantly showing up at people's houses and paying them every single day with your broken down car. You don't deserve that. What was the point in you getting insurance? You have a savior who came and died for you. He paid the blood for you not to have to do this, not to have to beat yourself up, not to have to feel condemned. Someone's already taken care of it for you. It doesn't matter what you did. We humans try to make certain things seem worse than they actually are because it's from our lens and we think that every single thing we do, we have to fix and we don't. Who governs you? People or your creator? That's your decision. You get to pick. A daily practice of self-forgiveness will ensure that you're balanced emotionally and spiritually, and you have the energy and vitality to go on your daily pursuits and live life without guilt and have freedom and joy. Just having faith that God forgave you and you can turn away from that behavior and vow to be better. As you grow, you should be dropping poor habits. And if you're a teenager, 
don't even develop them because some habits are not worth ever exploring. You don't get to forget your memories. They stick with you. So make a dedication to yourself to forgive yourself every single day and evolve every single day. Just like your body is aging second by second, even though you don't realize it. I mean, you don't just wake up with gray hair and wrinkles on your face. It doesn't happen overnight. It's happening every second. You're just not aware that your body is constantly in motion. Your skin is changing second by second. Second by second, you should be becoming a better person in terms of how you behave and how you treat other people, how you treat yourself. You should be evolving and you really can't evolve if you're not forgiving yourself. It'll make you stagnant. So start today. Your life honestly depends on it. I want to thank you ladies so much for spending time with me today. I really appreciate you listening. I love you all so, 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 so much. And I don't want you to go through anything you don't have to. So I hope that these tips were life-changing and helpful. I do have a different tip that I mentioned on my YouTube video. So if you would like to watch that, I have it linked below and it has the same title as this podcast. Please share this with anyone that you think could benefit from this information. By sharing this information and having conversations around growth helps you. It helps your sisters out. It helps me and it helps the world. So take good care of yourself because you, my dear, are so precious. You are so precious. You're on your way to being the woman that you always knew you were. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Michelle. Take care.